Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. Why, you, Tyler, you're shaking your head before we even started. Like, what? what's that about? They literally made four of these. <laughs> <laughs> they made four meatball movies, in case you're just tuning in on but this one. I, I think that every single one of them was... Trying to be a different movie, and then they were like, uh... They pulled them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, meatballs, I guess. When I mentioned meatballs to my mom over the weekend, she literally said, they made how many of those? And I was like, <laughs> that's what we want you to ask. Got it. <laughs> Avid listener to the podcast, That's obviously. right. <laughs> or a total coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Meatballs 4. Not sometimes known as Meatballs 4, to the rescue. Sometimes to the rescue, but you know what? When you hit play on it, uh, the title card doesn't come up with to the rescue. So I don't know where they added that or what the deal is with that. So I guess there is some rescuing going on, as we'll get to. But he's there. I mean, yeah, you know, well. <laughs> well, why don't we take a little trip all the way to 1992. Welcome to Lakeside where some of the hottest skiers have just landed a new hero. I want you to meet our new recreation director, Ricky Wayne. He's got charm. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Victor. Oh, oh. He's a natural-born leader. Come on, guys. Let's do it. Come on. Anything's possible if you want it bad enough. Look at Michael Jackson. And he's got two weeks to turn these ski rats into superstars. It's a playground of fun and fantasy. And he's a full two feet shorter than anyone else in the cast. <laughs> Which is uh, partly because this summer camp is chock full of adults. Oh my god, yeah, so this was very confusing to me at the start of this movie. <laughs> They're like, these are the counselors and these are the campers, and you're like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's one of those movies where all the kids are 20 some actors, but no, I think it's meant to actually be adults in this movie or like young. Well, adults, yeah. I would, I would hope so because everyone in this, you see everyone in this movie topless. Yeah. And they're explicitly trying to get them to have sex. And they're yeah. drinking and stuff. Like, I think it, it is like, because it's a camp that's focused specifically on like a sport, like it doesn't necessarily need so to it's be an like adult connected to school or water skiing camp. Yeah, yeah. like young, like college age, you know. Okay, where they're they're adults, but they still kind of act like Kids. their parents sent them there, right? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. At like, least the one Victor guy. Thigpen definitely acts like his parents sent him there. He actually, I believe, says like, "Ah, oh, mom and dad are right. This place is amazing." Yeah, he, they told him to go there because he has like no friends and no girlfriends. Sure, and we gotta guess that his name he, he his name is Thigpen just for that one joke, right? Yeah, so that they. The the bullies in this movie would have an easy nickname for him. This these these four movies have done a very good job of having a fat character to make fun of every movie. Yeah, I mean you got to. Nothing else is funny, right? There's no room for comedy without a fat guy. There wasn't really a fat guy in the last movie. I guess Mean Gene was fat, but he was like yeah. scary. He wasn't That's a true. nerdy they didn't nerd. Make fun of him. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we're introduced to the. Um, the new camp, which I can't even remember the name of it. Twin Oaks? Lakeside Waterside. Oh, Twin Oaks, Twin Oaks is, is the, the evil Lakeside camp. Water Ski Camp. Of course, you would uh, identify with the evil <laughs> camp. <time>. Yeah, <laughs> owned by the same owner of the Cleveland Indians from Major League, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the the lady that gets stuck in the piece of glass in Superman. That's like yeah. literally who she is. But um, Jack Nance runs our heroes camp. That's right. Uh, from Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks alum. Yeah, the other right. camp yeah. actually looks like the hotel from Twin Peaks. It does. <laughs> it does. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, which I was like, maybe they cast him and they're like, oh, let's call it Twin Oaks. It was like a joke yeah. thing. I don't know. It could have been, except for the scene where he's wearing like a hat sideways and water ski later on. <laughs> he's, he's hamming it up. Yeah, he... he, he <laughs> I mean, part of his character is that he makes bad jokes, but uh, it gets... Pretty rough. It gets pretty grating. Yeah. Are you looking up the if Twin Peaks was? Yeah, I was like, would they even know that reference? And yeah, it was uh, 1990. 
Oh, there you go. Because, yeah, they filmed yeah. it the summer of 91. Mm. And it was supposed to be a comedy drama, allegedly, starting out. Yeah, this is another situation where I'm sure... Sorry, I might yeah. have cut yes. you off. Yes, no, I mean, we always say that these movies got open-watered because that was, like, the first one that we knew of mm-hmm. that's doing it. But Meatballs isn't enough that you could almost call it doing a Meatballs at right. this point. So. Yeah, like they wanted to cash in on the awareness of Meatballs Yeah, it's two a fu- failed sequels. It's a fun breed of sequel where it's just, like, it's not popular enough where they're afraid that they're going to hurt the IP. Mm-hmm. But the IP is just has just enough goodwill that they think that they can package a bad movie. Or that have, at least the title might get butts in seats. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's, it's, it's open water and meatballs are the ones that hit that line perfectly. Or maybe yeah. get you to drive to that blockbuster for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was in I, I think <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think that, that the plan for this one was to have horny teenagers rent it because there was a lot of nudity in it. Yeah, yeah this and one it was has... supposed to be called Happy Campers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one has the most nudity by far. By far. Um, and there's remember, like straight ripoffs of Porky. Yeah, and... I was like, remember the first time we were like, well, yeah, this isn't Porky's. Like, let's be clear, it has these issues. It's problematic, but it's not Porky's. This one is Porky's. Yeah, this one's 100% Porky's. Yeah. i never seen Porky's. Oh, well, there's a, there, in, this, in this scene, there's a whole extended sequence where the guys go off to sneak a peek at the girls while they're showering, and that same exact thing happens yeah. in Porky's. Except that they're adult men yes. watching adult women. Yeah. Which I guess is better. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone someone even the movie, in the movie is like, what, haven't you seen a boob before? Or yeah. I mean, it's early 90s. There's a lot of high-cut bikini bottoms. Well, that's right. But you know what? That's like literally what people were wearing back then. Sure. So it's not like it's necessarily expl- exploitative. I feel like that, that was, was one of the first clues, too, that I was like, these are not supposed to be kids. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> There's also lots of neon. Lots of neon. 90s neon. Which I was like, I is, the, is this already past that? I guess I guess not. Like, 92 Especially is... Especially not in, like, the water sports world. Yeah. Which, yeah. weirdly, like, is it now, like, there's now two movies that take place that the lake is a huge, and, like, water stunts are a big part of the movie. Like, that's more Meatballs canon now than Summer Camp, apparently. I gotta say... Some pretty impressive water skiing in this movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> those were my favorite scenes. I was like, wow, those guys actually are doing those guys, it. Those guys can ski. Those guys are doing and it. And luckily they're wearing those neon colored wetsuits so you can see what they're up to. Yeah. And by you- the way, this whole episode's brought to you, brought to you by Body Glove. Body Glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's and- zoom in on those logos yeah. a few more times. <laughs> Body Glove and Miller Lite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, other product placement in this movie. <laughs> Body Glove. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, yeah, it's the, like a glove for your body. I get it. Think I get about it. it. I I get it. <laughs> uh, I know. I loved that. Like <laughs> every time they show the water skiers, there's someone off screen going like, "Yeah, Brad, you got this. Oh, go, Brad!" Woo! It was very much like, and you're the, like, "This guy doesn't look anything like Brad. <laughs> He's got long hair." Well, and it's like even the cheering is like overdubbed, like it's totally ADR'd. Of just, and it was not unlike that YouTube video that was going around. I sent it to you last week of the guy dubbing over the Fast and Furious oh, yes. Tokyo Drift race, which like, oh like yeah, gosh, race cars. So <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. But this movie's doing that for real and for serious. And there's just like tons of cutaway shots to people reacting like, oh, dang it. Or, oh. There's, yeah, many, many shots of the, the counselor, the main guy from Twin Peaks, just going, ooh, ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got this, great, Ricky. Yeah, you can do this, Ricky. He's a great, like, face actor. It wouldn't surprise me yeah. if he had the ability to do, like, the Jim Carrey move every muscle in his face oh, independently oh, thing, yeah. you know? Like, I, that wouldn't have surprised me at all. That would be, be funny. Yeah. So I guess the plot of this, or what needs rescuing, is that the camp is in financial ruin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they used to have, you know, 80 or 100 campers, and this year they have 24. And why do you think that's happening? It's because they can't win the dang... No, that's not what I... It's, the, it's all the spinal injuries. Nope. He specifically says that it is specifically because of one reason. Oh, that's right. That damned MTV. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's MTV? Yeah. I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I thought that was funny. There was a the the movie actually starts with this like uh crazy bus. Yeah. Ch- not a chase, but it's like the bus is like 
driving like maniac down the street, and I was like, oh man, you know, I thought for a second they weren't going to show the bus driver. Yeah, it's like, Pee Wee Herman. You'd be yeah, on this bus. Maybe say it was that some same old guy. Lady. But yes, yeah, an old lady who's holding the horn so much during the opening sequence that I actually just like wanted to turn the volume down because I was like, this is annoying. There's no cars in front <laughs> dude, of her. What dude. are you it looks, it looks at? like that she's honking at the branches. Also, yeah. the bus is like completely covered in mud. Like they've yeah. just been driving yeah. through the outback. Yeah. They didn't want to pay kids to sit in it. So it looked full. <laughs> so they just covered all the windows with mud. That's a good point. There's probably only one person in that bus, the driver. So yeah, it's a, uh, and so yeah, she's an old lady who chews tobacco mm-hmm. and has driving gloves. The other thing that uh, early on in the movie that made me question, are these kids, are these supposed to be kids? Mm. As soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the campers are getting off the bus, like as they come out one by one, the counselors are holding up like, like number grades for them. Like, oh right, they're ra- based they're on their how hotness. Hot, yeah, how hot they are. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Because at that point, you still have no concept of like, are these supposed to be kids or what? Yeah, I guess just again because it's like I think you're learning water skiing by going there, so age is not as big of a deal. So the counselors can it's whoever's the most advanced in water skiing. It's not necessarily their age. Yeah. So Which, also uh, uh, his granddaughter is one of the counselors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kelly. He wants, he wants right? to give her the camp when he dies. Kelly Peterson. Kelly Peterson. Um. So <laughs> we learned pretty quick that. Uh, you know, Neil's plan to beef up the camp is to bring back a counselor who used to be at the camp but left to go to Twin Oaks. And when he was at Twin Oaks, he, he like, revitalized that place and brought in a bunch of campers. But now he's coming back to Lakeside. Lakeviewside. Lakeviewside town. Lakeside. Lakeside. That was right. Lakeside. <laughs> um, and this is where Corey Feldman comes in. He drops in. He, Literally. That's true. He drops. <laughs> kind of like the Power Rangers did. <laughs> yeah. Just to a different song. It wasn't Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. He uh, he parachutes in uh, with a boombox around his neck like Flav of Flav. Into the water and somehow doesn't die from electrocution. <laughs> right. And he's wearing like a single ski like snowboard jet ski. Or like like water ski like that we never Ranger. see. Yeah, that we never see. Well, again. I love this scene too because like they're all like at the beach or something. Or no, they're like outside the beach and all of a sudden they hear like an airplane. Yeah. And they all run over like they never seen a goddamn yeah, airplane, airplane before in my life. They're like, holy cow. Oh, wow. Look we at beat that. gravity. We look, did it. Look at that guy. He's flying a plane. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, what's the big deal? And then he jumps out and I was like, okay, I guess that's kind of cool. No. But it's not Corey Feldman. I know that. <laughs> he didn't jump, jump out of no plane. It's true. But he did. But the, this movie has a lot of, hey, we're going to cut to show you some stunt person and then cut back to somebody else. It's so great. In a way so that great. is more egregious than some of the most egregious films. I love it because yeah, the stunt person is never far off in the distance. Either. You're like, <laughs> oh, that's not the same dude. That, that guy's a whole two feet taller than Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh, so Corey Feldman lands and he proceeds to do his uh, Bill Murray impression for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. His character is very similar. Uh, you can tell he's trying to like recap, uh, recapture that like manic energy. That but uh, he's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that he was okay. I mean, I guess I'm just so beaten down by Meatballs Three that I was like <laughs> Corey Feldman. You know, I mean, like he was reasonably funny and somewhat charming and uh you know had a good personality in this movie and like he he made a bunch of like uh movie they weren't quite topical they were more like hollywood specific references like he joked around about the omen and about mm-hmm. the godfather and like you know a lot of other movies so. and as you heard in the trailer lots of michael jackson jokes in this mm-hmm. movie yeah he even dances like michael jackson for whatever reason should we just yep. talk about that scene because yeah. it's yeah. so funny it's so they have crazy. the welcome welcome to camp dance on the first night and uh the dj plays like a Black or white, it's ripoff. Ins- yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, I can- <laughs> yeah, it's the same <laughs> guitar, like digga 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 digga. Yeah, you know, like and I was just like, how do they get away with this? I yeah. mean, maybe it's because of some shitty movie nobody cares about. No, it's but like, like one note off. Yeah, if we were if we were using a sh- you know if we were using something like that on network TV, people would like it would go red flags right away. Like we can't, we can't. Like yeah. This. And he's like doing Michael Jackson dance moves and like acting like them. And then at the end, when he stops, he goes. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> I was like, well, Elvis. Yeah. What? what? 
It's just so weird. Like clearly that uh, whole scene was like, you know, uh, c- conceived as having that, that black or white Michael Jackson song in there. And some poor person at the studio or whatever had to be like, look, we, uh, we have only $2 million for this movie. We spent it all on the clearly CG Lake, right? No, uh, we spent it all on the, we spent it all on the, uh, we spent it all on cool guy ADR of like, yeah, Ricky, the stock footage for the sea, the sea stunts was really expensive. Well, and I'm surprised that he, I don't know. I'm not sure about the timeline, but I think by the time he was this old, that Michael Jackson had cast him aside already. And he was like, really, um, like upset about it, but I don't, yeah. I don't, uh, he probably wasn't talking about it publicly yet. So maybe he thought that like, this would make him happy well, that, somehow. That like joke that was, that he says, it was like, yeah, you can do anything you want. Do you believe if you try, if you want it hard and hard enough, like look at Michael Jackson. And I was like, Oh yeah. God. Well, it's completely in earnest at that point because right. nothing had happened. And Corey Feldman like famously has said many times that Michael Jackson did not really mm-hmm. do anything inappropriate to him. Like he showed him a book one time and that was it. But, um, He's, he said that he doesn't discredit other people, but that for him, 100% nothing. So, Right. But, uh, yeah, so that was a scene that happened. A little homage, I guess. <laughs> when he lands, like, the whole thing is like, oh, my God, this camp. Like, he lands. He's coming in. And the competition's in a fucking week. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. And, like, he has a, a conversation with is Jack Nance. Is that the guy's yeah, name? Jack yeah, Nance, yep. Jack Nance. And he's like, he's like, oh, like, oh, this is just part of the program. This is what we're starting off with. Like, he's like, it's in a week. And he's like, we got a whole week. <laughs> and so he's like, let's just have a fuck up. Everybody go. Like, let's get fucked up. Let's get, like, everybody, like, have a good time. And we'll get to, we'll hit the lake tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I love, he says, like, I want to see everyone with their clothes off and have as much sex as you want. And I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, they're adults. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I uh, fully understand. And if you didn't, the strip charades scene that comes up later on is uh, oh yes. highly indicative. And we get a, a just a genius uh, sexual innuendo joke on oh. the way into the uh, the dance party thing. Oh yes, when well, we meet the, we meet but, Hillary. But this one is confusing. This this is this is very confusing because it would seem that she was underage. It was yeah, or she. Well, no, she's, she's just she's teeing under up twenty-one. <laughs> Co- yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, she I goes, don't know why she talks like that to him. Because, she goes because apparently she wants to fuck Jack Nance. I guess it's supposed to maybe make it seem like oh, her character is like interested in anyone. That's why Victor Thigpen can like maybe have a chance with her. Uh, but she makes movie? a joke that's like not even sexy. I mean, there's like nothing <laughs> so sexy about she, an she, IUD. She, she's like, she goes to him. She's like, hey, you checking IDs tonight? Because all I brought. Is my IUD. And Jack Nance goes, Ooh. <laughs> like, Are there any guys that think an IUD is hot? Like, No, I, I don't think it's that the I think, IUD. I think, I think it's just like, no babies. I guess. Yeah, it's not that the IUD itself is hot, but just like, yeah, that, I guess but, he's like, like, like down like to have. The clinical term just makes it sound so like no, clinical, it's, it's, you know? like It know. sounds like a man wrote that line. That's true. <laughs> yeah. A man who has no sense of where yeah. an IUD yeah. goes yeah. and yeah. what it takes yeah. to yeah. get yeah. one of those Yeah, in. just yeah. like, like Oh, like let's let's bring surgical procedures. Into yeah, this. No, that's the thing that just I, blocks babies. Right? I, think, I think like, in his it's mind, like, it's like, no, it's no. like that means she's down to fuck, and I it's guess. like no, that's what I it's think supposed that she's to trying yeah. to be responsible. For yeah, okay. yeah, but the way she says it, it's like nope. Yeah, it's the way she says <laughs> it is uh, spoken like somebody whose only other credit is a is a Playboy uh, Exotica thing that takes place. That's six Christy years, Tom, ladies and gentlemen. Six years later, yeah, <laughs> she's a good painter. <laughs> oh boy well yeah and then yeah so that's happened at that party and then well i guess we can talk about what's happening on the other side of the lake at twin oaks mm-hmm. uh it is another like evil woman mustache twirling even though it's a woman yeah. yeah whatever the female equivalent of mustache twirling and right? she has uh and she has two goombas god nunzio and somebody else dick yeah. Oh, yeah. It is Nunzio and Dick Nunzio. Because later on, um, wait, what's Corey Feldman's name again? Ricky Wade. Ricky Wade. Rick. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, look, it's little Rick," and then Ricky Wade says, "Oh, look, it's little Dick." Get it? Virtually nil. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you what's virtually, virtually nil. <laughs> anyway, That's the thing that, that Feldman yells later in the movie. They want the lake for 
zoning reasons. <laughs> yeah, they're going to build like a giant golf course of her dreams. Dream course. Kirby's dream course. Just basically expand the... <laughs> just, <laughs> she basically wants to expand Twin Oaks into a huge resort. Guys, can we just go on like a 20-minute tangent about that SNES Kirby golf game that was super fun? Oh, no. I thought you were going to say, is it was it a GameCube or N64 that had the Kirby racer kart game? I don't know. It was in uh, 64. Yeah, that was a fun game. No, like Kirby's Dream Course was like a uh like you it was like a golf like sim but it was with Kirby oh, and like you'd like okay. you'd have to like measure momentum and like I'm he's going to jump this far and then you get like <laughs> Kirby rolling a ball and get into a hole. I never got it's into like those an early uh, Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, okay. very much so. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember Let's what Let's talk more about this. This is the fascinating. Kirby Mario Kart. I don't remember what it was called now. It's going to bother me. Oh well. Yeah, but what about the ski competition? What guys? about Diddy Kong Racers? Um yeah, the, so the ski competition has uh, the other team is they're in matching body glove wetsuits. Yep. So we know that they're evil. Like they're like they're the rich kids. Like so it gets back to like the rich and against the uh, the, the the scrappy ruffians. Yeah, the scrappians the scrappy poor the, the ruffians camp. the scrappians. I don't. I just don't understand like why this is always a thing. Like are rich people always this mean to poor people? I mean, I historically, yes. I think yeah. I was going to say, I think yeah. But like, do they? What's always, happening right like, now? They, usually, they would just use it, use their power and money. They wouldn't like come up with that's true trials of sport and shows of because skills. they know <laughs> that the the poor people work harder and could actually beat them at whatever yeah. competition they're having. Um, yeah. Yeah, she could have just thrown a shit ton of money at him, and he probably yeah. The situation like, okay. is just like every typical like. It's like what the South Park episode makes fun of. Like usually, it's a ski skiing one in yeah. the, in the snow that makes fun of this, or like a uh, hot tub time machine or whatever mm-hmm. makes fun of this. But yeah, this is this water skiing one. So yeah, they want the part of the lake because his part of the lake is the only part that is zoned for construction. So rather than trying to get rezoning to pass, she wants to buy that part of the lake. It also seems like, yeah, and for like $500,000. And it seems like that there was a lot of construction at Twin Oaks. Seems like it's a pretty built up camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a very nice camp. It's it's super nice. I probably, you know, if I was looking at a brochure uh, and I was looking at uh, Lakeside versus Twin Oaks, depending on the cost of the camp, I probably would have maybe gone to Twin Oaks. But what if Ricky Wade was in the pamphlet? What okay, Ricky with- Wade. Uh... <laughs> well, also, like, Twin Oaks is an entire lodge with, like, other things, yeah. and water skiing is just, like, one thing that they do, whereas the other one's just, like, a bunch of shacks where they specifically only do water skiing. Right. right. It's weird that there's, like, two dueling adult summer camps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I thought was so... I, I the, that, Throughout the, this movie, I kept being like, are they kids? The movie's no, no, trying to make kids. you think that they're kids, but then it's despicable because, like, you're seeing these kids topless. Yeah, yeah, they're not kids. They're not kids, just, but it just is weird. Even when you get a bunch of young adult college-age people together, it basically becomes like they're kids. Right. Like, just like any fraternity, sorority, marching band, whatever dumb club that people I are. just kept... I couldn't get my mind around why people were going to this camp. Water ski. But no, there was nobody teaching them anything. But, like, are you getting invited to camps right now? Like, hey, you can go to a week, No, but I guess if long. we were really, really into some sort of extreme sport, we might be... Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Just want to go weird. to bungee jumping camp. Also, it seemed like yeah, it seemed like you know, yes, this camp is for water skiing, but like the main reason is everyone's gonna bone at this camp. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's what it, that seemed like the unspoken rule. So it's like they they, they end up focusing on on Ricky, uh, Jack's daughter, uh, some douchebag, Wes, Wes, some other douchebag, and Howie. Wes and, Wes and Howie. They're best friends. <laughs> Howie and Wes. They, they suck. And and Victor Thigpen. And did you guys get to... So, Victor Thigpen is played by Johnny Cocktails. <laughs> what a name. Johnny Cocktails. But what Johnny a Co- numbed plume. But Johnny Cocktails is not his real name. No, it is not. Eliz, I, I will let you reveal this. Oh, you this, could do it. I this mean. funness. Uh, because... As always, we have an excuse to talk about Lost. <laughs> Johnny Cocktails, and I could not find any information about why or how he. Yeah, came why up he would buy Johnny Cocktails? But uh, his name is Brad Grunberg. Yeah, and while he was doing this. His brother Greg was making friends with JJ Abrams. Abrams. <laughs> Probably a better decision. Yeah. 
And J.J. Abrams directed the pilot of Lost. Oh, That's how it connects. Oh, my and God. Greg Grunberg crashed the plane. <laughs> what? That's actually, yeah, Greg Grunberg was actually flying the plane that uh, Ricky Wade jumped out of. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he got his start. He was, was going to do a spit take. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after he dropped off Corey Feldman, the plane crashed, <laughs> and then the smoke monster came out and took him. <laughs> Yeah, we never did see what happened to that plane. Very mysterious. <laughs> All right, this has been another episode of Lost Talk. <laughs> Maybe what if, what if? Okay, what if he had the opportunity to like submit how he wanted to be credited after he saw the movie and it was no, like, yeah, it's an Alan Smith situation. He's like, my name is Johnny Cocktail. I don't for, want people to be able to find me in the future. <laughs> For a lot of his early roles, he was going as Johnny Cocktails, and I guess he was trying a stand-up career at that time. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. Come see Johnny Cocktails. Like, Meatballs 4 is high enough on his resume that, like, he has it in his Twitter uh, bio. Oh, I mean, wow. that would make sense. Yeah. Well, he's been in, like, uh, he, what, he was in that cinematic classic, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Oh, God. So he was in he's, he is in a lot of TV. Yeah, he like. he uh, most recently just recently filmed uh, Fuller House. Mm. So uh, an arc, I think. So. Yeah, but his his lot in this movie is to just fall over a bunch and cause accidents because he's so fat and clumsy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then at one point, uh, he gets good on the jet ski. And then uh, Wes and Howie break his arm for Yeah, it. and he spends the whole movie going full Kevin James and getting a really hot love interest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know. Yeah, like, IUD girl ends up being his girlfriend. This is not, uh, okay. Every girl in this movie is applauding with their chest, and then just, like every time they're talking to someone, they're just bouncing up and down. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, if you're like, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever. And you're probably like, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> um, yeah. and they and try a, to you have to start, be a guy in this situation. Yeah. Sorry. They, <laughs> they try to start a thing where Ricky's going to like mentor Victor a little bit, but then that doesn't just kind of gets dropped. But I thought it was funny. Cause when he was talking, giving him a pet talk, there was like eight or nine raccoons on the ground. It's pretty much the only animal scene. And there's just like, all these raccoons, like... They don't even say anything, right? No, they just they walk past anything. it. they just walk past it, but there's, like, like a lot of <laughs> yeah, raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone threw some bread over there quick and they <laughs> herded over some raccoons. Yeah, but they had they had to hire the animal actor company and yep. get the American Humane Society and all that stuff. No, those are just that's just Feldman's famous uh, uh, band of raccoons that he carries around with him all the time. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, there's a lot of puns and wordplay in this movie this movie is at least making an attempt to be a comedy to put jokes in it yeah. is trying to to there's actually jokes, tell jokes there's jokes and there's like a flow of a plot that you can recognize yeah <laughs> which is much Unlike better two or three exactly <laughs> i was like this is a very derivative boring plot but at least uh, something's happening and i can see what's gonna you know the, i can see the conclusion coming here as far as we know there were no rapes True, true. That's true. People were doing sexy stuff, but other than the peeping Tomness, it seemed to be all consensual. Yeah, yeah. This movie even like almost has a woke moment, but then I feel like it ruins it in the end of the movie. But you know, I'm not, I I'm I'm not sure about. which one you're talking about. So this whole movie, um, Wes and Howie are two like, oh, oh yeah, annoying yeah. jock guys are like picking on Thick Pen Victor and. Um, you know, purposely setting them up to fall down and create big, horrible they accidents. They create, like, an extremely elaborate domino of folding tables yeah. that is, like, extremely dangerous. Yeah, and I felt so bad for him at this. There's this one part where they're, like, cleaning up after a party, and, you know, like, Victor just is such a nice guy, and he wants to be their friend so badly that when, like, Wes asks Victor, like, hey, can you stay and help us clean up? He's like... Sure, man, whatever you say. Like, just super sweet and honest. Yeah. Uh, You know, and then, of course, this was a whole elaborate plot to make him trip and fall into this, like, domino thing of, like, Yeah, this Rube Goldberg machine of shame. (laughs) And, like, yeah. And I can't remember which girl it was exactly, but one of the girls. Not the main girl. The girl that was 
with is it the, Monica or something? I don't know her name. The blonde well, girl. Yeah, one of the girls that's with Wes. There's like, a blonde girl, a ginger girl, and an Asian girl. Yeah, the girl that's dating Wes. Throughout the movie, you kind of see her giving looks like I don't like what he's he's laughing at Victor. I don't yeah, like it. and she has this whole speech that's really great. Like you know, he, she tells Wes off like. And she ends it by saying, like, you, that, you are just so small. Yeah. For, yeah. like, picking on this dude. If you want to be a bully, you are so small. And she, like, basically breaks up with him. And I was like, yes! Finally something great happened in this movie. But then by the end of the movie, he doesn't really, like, I don't feel like he really shows any growth. Well, yeah. I mean, Victor asked them for help to stop the scheme of the rich camp. And they help him. And they believe him or whatever. Right, so I but guess I, they're all cool now. Yeah, I guess. But then, like, yeah, she just gets right back with him at the end. And I was like, okay, well. Yeah. What was that exciting scene where she totally tells him off? I, that was my favorite part of the movie, uh-huh. honestly. Because I was just like, fine. I mean, you know, we've watched all these horrible movies of these girls having no agency or anything. And yeah. So and just, she, like, there's finally, like, a glimpse of, like, a, you know, a fleshed out female character. and Yelling uh, at Howie. Yeah. And that was a great scene. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just feel like she should have just been like, fuck you. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, but I like we were saying before, I do appreciate that at least this movie like tried to put in a few jokes that are like juvenile and asinine, but still like at least humorous a little bit. Like there's one thing where Corey Feldman gets assigned the same cabin as the other guy that doesn't like him and the other guy's like, it's cabin number two and the guy's like, I'm the only one that sleeps at number two and Corey Feldman's like, uh, all right, I bet you're real proud of that. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, then he does a whole pull your pull my finger bit. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> at least you got some like wordplay or a joke that at least you actually no, have to yes. be like, oh, like somebody who who understands what comedy is wrote at least did some punch up on this movie. Yeah, right, right. They might not be super funny, but at least they make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so can it's, we? It's humor adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about the, like, the close-ups in this movie? <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so every time we're seeing a conversation with two people, the camera has got to be, like, below their chin yeah. looking up. <laughs> it refused, they refuse to do a two-shot. It's got to be only an extreme close-up. Yeah, and it's always from, like, underneath. I was like, is this trying to make the... I mean, honestly, I thought it was trying to make Corey Feldman look taller or something. Right, but they give up the ghost on that. Like, he's so short in every scene. Like, yeah, obviously but they, they do it to everyone, though. Yeah, even exactly. That's why I was saying. Like, it made me think that, like, did they even film this outside? Are they just inside it with, like, a light screen behind them? And then they have to, like, just go into their face so there's no Probably background? Probably for some of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's so bad that at the very end, when Corey Feldman at this point has, like, broken his leg or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been, he's been uh, um, sabotaged by the rich people, and he, he's out of the competition. I think he has a brain injury, actually. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, but no. they... Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> they're like, what are we going to do? I, I, you, did you want to talk about the nil chance or whatever that was? No, but... I wanted to talk about in this in this thing, so, like, basically, the, 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 like, what leads up to this moment, right, is yeah. that they sabotage the boat. And he gets injured, like he like he like ends up on the boat, and then like he like they had to like Ugh, like he like he's holding his knee and he can't he can't do anything. The whole thing they've been talking about this entire movie is the triple hinge, mm. <laughs> and uh, and then which is <laughs> like I guess it's like a triple flip, and then so when he's a totally hurt, impossible <laughs> triple flip, <laughs> they can't even fake it. They can't even fake it. How they uh, we'll get into how they shoot it later, <laughs> but like so like after he's hurt, then they do the thing where Jack Nance hops on the skis. <laughs> And like it's a bunch of close-ups of him doing it, and so it's like, oh, like fuck, he did it, like, 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 like now this happens, and and they're like, oh no, like they're they're they they can't win, like they have to get a perfect thirty score on this, and it seems like he's so hurt, nothing's gonna happen. It seems like he's gonna be like, oh, like Jack's daughter Kelly should do it, right, like. Because she's a, she's an amazing skier and like and then he just stands up and he's like no turns out I can walk <laughs> yeah. the camera goes so close to his face that it d- can't even focus on his face right. he's completely blurry because it's so close to him and he just goes Kelly give me my skis <laughs> he can't his, his eyes are crossed because the camera is so close to him. <laughs> And so he goes out and does, I mean, we're getting to the end, but I mean, there's more we can talk about here, but like he gets, he gets up and jumps off this ramp and then we get cuts of somebody going 270 degrees on a flip and then cuts to somebody face being like, oh, 
So okay, wait, wait. And then it cuts to somebody else going like, like, like starting from the other end of the revolution of like basically doing the same. Fl- it's like, the same clip <laughs> twice. No, technically three times. Yeah, but like, yeah, and also they show this early in the movie too. But so they do the first flip, and Jack Nance is like one, <laughs> yeah. and then it flips again, and he's like two. I was so confused because I was like. Okay, if that was one flip, the dude was about to touch the water. (laughs) How is he doing three flips like that? And I was like, I didn't, I should have looked it up, but is a triple hinge even a thing? No, I'm sure it's not. I mean, if you were going to do it, you'd have to jump way higher than they're jumping. The way way that it's cut is the funniest fucking thing. Like, there's no continuity. Like, you don't even, like, it doesn't even look like he's going to pull off a full flip. Yeah, it's so (laughs) obvious that it's the same clip. And like, and he's going to eat it when he hits the water. Like, it's just, and and it's obviously not Corey Feldman. It would have been, you know. Would have been Corey better if it was, might have been to tuck up small enough and yeah. get and get those revolutions out. It would have been better if it was like just a totally different shot of a different flip or something. The second <laughs> with a different color time. body glove. <laughs> yeah, <suit on>. exactly. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, at least at least we watched three different flips. <laughs> I just don't know why they got so close to his face. It no sense. I don't know. I just kept, yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about someone like kneeling in front of them with a camera the yeah. entire movie. Oh my god. I was like, that's not right. That's not right. So, Tyler, do you want to talk about the director of this movie? Yeah, so the director of this movie is uh, Good old Bob Logan. Bobby Logan. And Bob Logan has a website. He sure does. Uh, and on the website, it has a t-shirt that says, I directed Leslie Nielsen, bitch. And then a link to his email. And, then and li- that's literally <laughs> it. But there's another link we to, his, emailed him, to his $99 one-day film school. It has a very prestigious alum. Steve Wozniak says, yeah. this was rewarding. I honestly think... <laughs> but but the Wikipedia for that quote says, citation needed. I honestly think that this... Yeah, I, I honestly think that this this one website that you sent is funnier than the movie. <laughs> because the whole thing is like, you, you scroll down and it goes like, unfortunately, due to Bobby's super busy schedule, he's not teaching this class anymore, so you just have to buy the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's funny. And it's, and it's like a long website... And there's all these details. But then it's like there's like gift cards for it. It's like you get 25 of your friends. Like Bob will come to your your town. I think most of it was a joke. I hope. But I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was. Re- you guys should check this out. We'll have to. We can put it. Put in the, the link show up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but really his funny. Personal website with that one picture of Leslie Nielsen, and the, the, he's made like five movies, and one yeah. of them is the one with Leslie Nielsen, and it's not even. A, I, I, well, I, I he did repossess. Repossess. And it was like a, it was a. Uh, it was a Exorcist parody movie. Oh. Linda Blair was in it. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, hold on. But he only he didn't direct that many uh, feature length films. Yeah. And in fact, he even directed an MTV pilot in 1998. Dang MTV! Uh-oh. The dang MTV. Uh, so here's my favorite thing that I want to I want to read from from his website here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's part where it says, "Heck, I'll even bring." I'll even spring for a free breakfast of donuts, coffee, bottled water, and soft drinks. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so what are you waiting for? Let's be honest here. There are two types of people in life, doers and talkers. So now is the time to ask yourself the big question. Do you really want to make your feature film? If the answer is no, then I wish you the best of luck. Whatever other endeavors you decide upon. However, if the answer is yes... Then what can you possibly lose by taking the one-day $99 film school? I know what some of you are saying. Hey, I can lose an entire Saturday afternoon and 99 bucks. Fair enough. But let me counter you. <laughs> let me counter by saying this. You could also lose $50,000 in four years of your life toiling, toiling away in film school, right? And frankly, doesn't it make more sense to spend 99 on my course and then spend that remaining 49900 on your movie? Duh. So which would you rather do? Which is the better investment, both financially and time-wise? Listen, I'm not some college professor expounding upon the theory of film, in quotes. I'm an established, experienced, knowledgeable, working feature filmmaker with nothing to prove. Know what I mean? I'm offering you an incredible opportunity to learn in one day for less than $100 how to make a feature film for as little as money as possible and then sell it. Period. Now it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to give your movie and yourself the green light. Now, is there actually a real uh, link on there to buy a DVD? 
Because uh, I wonder if he just put this website up because he was pissed off at his film school experience or something. I don't think it's been something. updated since 2015, but I think it was a real thing. That's so funny. I don't know if you can still buy it. Let's uh, just buy it. <laughs> let's just buy it. We can make it. Uh, apparently, there, it's... Uh, Oh, it's taking you to a video. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my. Anyway. Um, I got to say, uh, I'm going to bring it down a little bit here. Just, I'm sure you guys saw this, too. But I was just scrolling through the trivia for this movie uh-huh. on IMDb, and I saw some really sad <laughs> information that I was trying to make sure was actually correct. But uh, this uh, movie kind of has like a little bit of tragedy involved I, with I it, I did too. not see this. Um I don't know if you've ever been to Jack Nance's Wikipedia page, but it is full of sadness. Yeah. Oh, I knew that, but how does this movie play into it? So he, uh, his second wife um, committed suicide, and uh, apparently um, it happened while they were filming this movie. Oof. And the, uh, you know, it says that, uh, I looked this up, and it was on Wikipedia as well with, like, referenced to, like, a article about his, uh, remembering his life. Um but uh, apparently she called him on the set while they were filming and he tried to like console her and then something like cut off the uh, something cut off the phone call and uh, him and the director like raced around to find uh, the LAPD and get someone over to their house. But by the time they got there, she had already. Oh, my oh God. My God. And, and then he finished filming this shit? I guess. I don't know if they were close to the end or what. But uh, I, was like, I was like, oh, my God. That's such, that's, that's wild. That's horrible. Uh, yeah. It's very sad. Um, and I couldn't believe that this, that was, like, connected with this movie. And he's having a lot of fun in this movie, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just really messed um, up. And there are some, like, I don't know, him and Corey Feldman, like, you can tell that they're, real actors and they have some like heartfelt moments where he talks about how he wants to provide for his granddaughter. Corey Feldman has some moments where he earnestly talks about how he wants to help the guy in the camp and everything. And it's funny cause there's the whole like mystery about like, why did he break up with the guy's granddaughter in <laughs> yeah. the first place? And like, and finally after the, other guy leaves and and he's like, "Why were you going out with that douchebag in the first place, or whatever?" And she's like, "Cause the other jerk in my life up and left without even saying." Cause he like broke up with her and no one knew why, and he just like disappeared. And she's like yelling at him, like, "Why? Why? Tell me why?" And I was like, in my mind, I was like, "He was too scared. It got too real." Yeah, and then he yeah. literally says, "I was scared." scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she's talking about her relationship with him, and she's like, "And then it was just over." And I started to think, maybe it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Dating Corey Feldman, total dream. Yeah. Corey Feldman water skier. Although <laughs> although he does make out with her at the end of this movie. Oh god. This should have been after the credits. Yeah. And then and then she's like kinda over it. All the kissing in this movie is gross too. Yeah. And so then they're they're making out and he stops two times to be like Ferris Bueller it and be like, hey, Ugh. the movie's over. Leave. Oh, you're probably watching it on a video, so just press stop now. Yeah. Be kind to rewind or whatever, you know. Like. Yeah, and then they go full, like, uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall, yeah. and, she, and she's suddenly just an actress. Yeah. And she's like, this isn't working, and she stops making out with him and walks away. And then he's like, I was in Goonies. Yeah. She says, you should you should be more into fake kissing me. Yeah, I thought I, you were, she says something about like, doesn't she I say something you were like a real actor? Or yeah, like yeah. That? I thought yeah. you were a bigger actor or something. I, better, I forget what she says. Yeah. But yeah, that should have been after the credits. And he's like, we "What? I was in it. Goonies," and I was like, oh, "Goonies." So we can get into this for a brief no, no, moment. no. We, we don't have to talk about the. <laughs> we know until there's finally our, a Goonies two. Our our, our co-host Justin Camps has an irrational, <laughs> deep-seated hate for the Goonies. I'm not yeah. saying that it's the, a thing. It's sort of ha- like how I don't think La La Land is a real musical. <laughs> you know, everyone has this. We're like, we've all got a I, thing, and, I, and yeah. I don't think Spider-Man Two is a good movie. See, exactly. <laughs> everyone has a thing. where like, everyone around you is like, this thing is great, and you're like, really? I think it sucks. Right, see, yep. Even and though that, I've never seen it, no. And and that then, thing is Goonies for Justin, but I have seen the Goonies, and it was awful. <laughs> seen it. Right. I've seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that uh, that that yeah that final scene made me roll my eyes so hard because one it's ripping off like a, an amazing scene from ferris bueller and then two uh the goonies reference no thank you <laughs> hard pass no stars <laughs> hard pass zero stars <laughs> goodbye so how about all the other 
We talked about the fake Michael Jackson, but what about the other music in this movie, Justin? What I don't even remember. Well, but it, it, it does start with another like summer anthem. Like each one of these has like started with a bus and some song. Yeah, it, I mean this song. I'd rather listen to the one from Meatballs Two as yeah. opposed to this. All these songs by uh, Only Child. Only Child. Who the heck is Only Child? <laughs> Written by Paul Sabu as Sabu and Neil. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, a classic Sabu and Neil. All I was thinking of was like, oh, I got to remember Only Child for when I try to find the song for the end of the episode. Yeah. But it was just generic, like, you know, uh, you know, kind of like stadium rock. Uh, yeah. Def Leppard type Captain stuff. Sabu and Neil. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh, it, it it was not good. The music was bad. No, it was bad even for nineteen ninety. The music standards. was better in Meatballs Three. I'm sorry. You know, it would have been better <laughs> music if they used some music from that damn damn TV. I know, right? They should have. They should have. Apparently, um, only a child wrote songs for the new Mickey Mouse Club. What? That'd be so funny. I, I wish I, I... All these old movies, I always look to see if it's, like, somebody that I've worked with. Right, right, right. Because uh, we work with some people who are, like, you know, have been in the industry forever. Yep. Now they write for libraries or do it. Yeah, or, or, or somebody who had a band back in the day. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and yeah. I'm always, like, hoping I see someone's name and I go, oh, my God, that's so insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, I email with them every day. I wish, I wish I knew who Paul Sabu was. That would be awesome. If you're out there, Sabu, drop us a line. <laughs> do what you do, Sabu. <laughs> do what you do, Sabu. Um... Yeah, the music was also pretty, Neil, pretty generic and bad. Yeah. Oh, but I was gonna say. Um, oh no, wait, no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking of something. Else. Oh no, no, it was all bad. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It, it was bad. It was bad. You saw the movie was also written by Bob Logan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's the guy who knew new jokes. <laughs> I mean, why wait? Who knows jokes? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like you know whoever punched it up just didn't get WGA. Uh, yeah, credited. that could be. That could be. So, uh, I mean, th- we're coming to the end of summer here, guys. This this movie, you know, they, they run out of it. They they only had so many ideas that that, <laughs> that uh, they were like, okay, you know, most most um, films like this build up to like the big competition. But what right. if, what if, you guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if we had two competitions? competitions. <laughs> what if the first competition wasn't enough and they had to do the exact same thing again? <laughs> So, oh, one week later. <laughs> yeah. Also, the judges of the competition don't appear to be water skiing experts in any way. What makes you say that? It's like a hot girl, a nerdy guy, and another nerdy guy. guy. Yeah, and a fat nerdy guy. And like, yeah, and the one guy was like, is he supposed to be like a horrible Asian stereotype or something? He's got like buck teeth and. Oh, I didn't even notice he was Asian. I just thought he was well, like a nerd. I don't know if he was actually Asian, but it feels very like. Uh, like, um, Joe, like. Propaganda poster. Yeah, like yeah. old. Oh, uh, I didn't. I just got that he was like a nerd. It was very weird. Um, I think he was just supposed to be like an alfalfa like. I was like, yeah. who's that famous white actor in uh, Mickey? I think it of Mickey Mickey yeah. Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Mickey Rooney. It was very. Mickey, you know how Mickey Rourke was. <laughs> <in> <laughs> it, it was very Mickey Rooney like, which I was like, yeah. I don't know about this. Um, I love though that when uh, when Ricky Wade brings the idea of this, you know what turns out to be a second competition to uh, Jack Nancy's like, well, I have an idea, but it's going to take a lot of balls. And I was like, oh, shit, what's <laughs> well, it going to be? He said cojones. Oh, yeah, cojones. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, what's it going to be? And then I was like, meat, no. Meatballs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just the competition again with higher stakes. That doesn't, I guess maybe it takes balls or cojones to uh, wager your camp, I guess. What are, one of the jokes that I actually thought landed in this movie is that, like, the Twin Oaks, like, goons, goon squad, like, they're going around and, like, they're, they're, they, they're doing shit to, because one of the yeah, things we didn't that even Jack, talk about that. Yeah, one of the things that Jack Nance offers is, like, a free refund to the camp. And so, like, how, like, this camp's fucking them over is, like, they're making all these people, like, quit. But, like, so there, it's just, like, basic goonery. Like, there's a point where, like, they put blue shower dye, the blue dye in a shower to get more naked girls. I remember, I rem- yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to look like Smurfs after yeah. this. I remember now, now that you mentioned this scene, I recall the best part of the movie. Okay. Better than uh, the girl talk, uh, talking down to the guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the goons have put um, rats in the right. in the food. Yeah, and this amazing scene where it's revealed the the chef at the you know the chef guy at the uh, camp is opening up 
one of the buffet trays yeah. to reveal the pasta or whatever it's supposed to be. He opens it up and there's rats inside and then there's a reaction shot of him going <gasps> <laughs> like the biggest breathing like gas gas and that was like the funniest scene because it's so overplayed it's a scooby-doo reaction yeah That's he's great. like whoa, whoa, whoa. so the thing, I, the thing that I actually like that I thought was funny is that it's kind of a throwaway joke but like it's also world building in a way that's like oh wow that's actually interesting is that like afterwards the two goons are like yeah fuck that place like we're not gonna do anything he's like he's like come on nunzio let's go back to witness protection <laughs> like when they were like actual mobsters and like yeah. their whole thing was just like yeah, we'll just go work for the summer camp and like like eh, like that's that's enough gooning for for this lady. As <laughs> like I was like that's funny and interesting to me. Like I would watch that movie about like <laughs> witness protection mobsters at a summer camp. <laughs> that would be cool. But those characters were super annoying. They're not. Yeah, they're not funny. But that 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 line was funny to me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you that. Now we're at the time where we review our camp counselors and talk about how they can improve for next summer. <laughs> how okay well first of all we'll talk about this movie then we'll talk about yeah the yeah yeah suit. so how many hinges oh that's a good one <laughs> how many hinges would you give <laughs> octuple <laughs> hinge yeah, meatballs for uh you know what i struggled with this one um i originally gave it a triple hinge oh, okay but uh i think you know a, a couple days removed i was like you know, you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm just gonna give it a double hinge. Yeah, he 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 did like what Ricky Wade did in the first uh, first time he tried the triple hinge. He only got two. Yeah, they could only cut two of the same clips together before yeah. the editor got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I have to re- hit repeat again. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm giving this a two because I mean, obviously, it's better. I, I guess maybe I should be nicer to give it even more because it's way better than uh, Meatballs Three. But I still was just like, it's just such a. Yeah, but like we're a, exhausted. It's, yeah, it's just such a like limp movie and like a, a kind of a nothing of a movie. Um, and you know, I feel bad because I do like Jack Nance, and um, you know, I don't hate. I don't. He, he's fun in this. I, I don't hate Corey Feldman either. Uh, he he he's doing his best, I guess. Um, I don't know much I feel of like his the, work. The story should have focused on him more somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's kind of not. He's kind of like a background character, and he kind of doesn't do anything to actually help. He's talking them. really fast, like yeah. yeah, he's doing like he's doing like a Bill Murray, like you said, but also a Polly Shore thing. Yeah, it's kind of just like ugh. But he's trying his best, and there's an actual plot. Uh, you know, it's uh, and they have there's you know as funny as it is that none of the bodies match. The stunts are cool, like yeah, you said, very cool. I mean, and they're really impressive, and um, you see, a, there's a lot of stunt time. Because <laughs> they were like, let's pad this movie out yeah. to a cool 90 minutes. Um, so 87, yeah, I believe. 87, a cool 87 minutes. <laughs> and then you can just use all the mess-ups as the clips of the people that aren't doing as well. Right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, in the end, I just kind of like, I'm, you know, I just don't care about this movie. Yeah. There's not much to it. Two, I agree with pretty hinges. much everything you said. I'm going to go ahead and give it a triple hinge, though, oh. just in recognition of being... So much freaking better than Meatballs 3. Yeah. Like, yes, it had boobs, but, like, they were all adults and, you know, like, whatever. Like, I, there was no teaching children that no means yes. There was no, oh, like, Jesus. attempted rapes. There was not even any, like, you know, really jerky kind of sex stuff. So. Yeah, it was gratuitous in the way that it was, like, this is a movie for teenagers. Yeah. That's true. It was all just, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not great, but it was all just general bullying. It wasn't... Uh, homophobic stuff or anything yeah like no they never that, yeah. well, there was some fat phobia obviously but like yeah they never called anybody a homo or you know did all these other things yeah, and i don't want to be like it was great because it was just bullying no, <laughs> like, yeah. bullying is awful no but okay? i agree yeah. like jack nance is good um all the side characters are not good but Corey feldman is fine he's a proficient actor you know um uh, i think the story could have been beefed up a little bit more uh, to give him like more of an arc. It would have been maybe a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they spent way more too much time focusing on the competition and on Victor with that time the, should have been spent with Corey and the main girl. The two competitions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just in recognition of how 
much better it is than Meatballs 3. And in some ways, there are some parts about it that are better than Meatballs 2. Also. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, like as far as having a coherent plot and yeah, you yeah. Know, the production value. I guess, that, so. I guess that's true. I think I did like it better than Meatballs 2. Um, and I don't remember what I gave that movie. Yeah, I don't either. So I, I wanted to give it the double hinge. I agree with everything that you just said, but I think I will give it uh, uh, the triple hinge. I feel like that's maybe what I gave meatballs to, but maybe not. Um, yeah, I think that it's it's not it, it's perfectly normal. Like it's just like it's just like oh, it exists. Did, mm-hmm. did you need to see it? No. If it didn't exist, would anything change? No. no. It's like one of those things where it's like if you it, it, like. Say there's this crazy Ghostbusters scenario, right? Where it's like you have to, like, if the thing that you think of, that thing never happened in history and, like, there could be a butterfly fleck forever. This would be safe to think that Meatballs 4 was never made. Well, now you told that horrible story. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jeff Nance's <laughs> wife, wife would, would still be alive. alive and thus Oh, uh, no, you can't say that. Okay, well, I take back my premise. Anyway, uh, yeah. the point is that this movie doesn't exist. Yeah. That's what they say a lot on another podcast, uh, yeah. Blank Check, that I like. They're always like, here's a movie that doesn't exist because yeah. it left no cultural footprint whatsoever. Like Avatar. And the extra, um, and the extra point <laughs> is... <laughs> yeah. I was like, and the extra point is Bob Logan created the original Ghostbusters TV series. <laughs> you mentioned Ghostbusters yes. just recently. So I was like, was that him? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's our meatballs Four thoughts. Yeah. And so when we're getting to the full meatballs, uh, meatballs Four is the fourth and final yeah. film, as it says everywhere. The meatballs buffet, the, the meatballs buffet line here. Would we reboot meatballs? Would you eat more meatballs? <laughs> I mean, yes, but would I watch more of these movies? movies. Not sure. <laughs> no, I don't think that there's a way to reboot them. I How about think, uh, if, if Bill Murray came back and directed The Camp or whatever? No. Would you do that? I feel like you could remake this with like... Maybe, yeah, what about American with, Summer? Yeah, that's true, mm. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we don't need it. Yeah. I, I, that, that, and that we, don't need, we don't need a Lauren Michael-produced SNL Jason right. Sudeikis version. Right. <laughs> and that's what it I would love be. him, but that sounds horrible. <laughs> You're yeah. like, but like, but no, like, but like, even even like when they did what Hot American Summer, it was kind of like the meta takedown totally. of like of these types of movies because yeah. they're problematic. Yeah, and like, they have the competition, they have the rich camp, it. they yeah. have the alien like super natural things right. happening. And it's like yeah. it's, it's them talking about like this was the form that we were into, but like it's so and like, there was a subversive element to it that was fun, yeah. but like the, it's. Part of it is gross, and like yeah. to have that turn that into anti comedy is the thing that makes it funny. And I wonder, uh, you know, obviously we're not going camps anymore at this moment. Well, yeah, I, I think wonder parents how... now demand so much more from exactly. a camp that if anything, even remotely, like any of these things happened at a camp, like you would pull your kid out immediately and yeah. sue. Yeah, and I, I, ha- I don't have kids or anything, so I have no concept of what like camps are like these days. You know, they're probably. Way more controlled. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get well, RFI, that's, I've you only get RFID tagged. Probably, then, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've only done Girl Scout camps, so I'm not sure about any, like, co-ed situations. But Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So I think for me, it's Meatballs 1, Meatballs 4, Meatballs 2, Meatballs 3. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with that. I, I, I got to go with that same order. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, even there's though, a little bit of me that wants to put Meatballs 2 ahead of Meatballs 4, but just because yeah. I... <laughs> I have a, for some reason, I have like a special place now in my heart for me, Ted. Like, I don't know, like the alien thing. I mean, that movie was wild. Yeah. Looking yeah, back, it's like, crazy. that was so, like, crazy that but that even point, happened. But it's pointless. It is pointless, but, like, at least the alien didn't rape anybody. <laughs> you That's know? true. Like, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. Two and four are wash. Three is the worst thing we've ever seen, and yeah. one is fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think sadly, like overall, I will call it and say this is the worst overall franchise we have ever watched in nearly two years of the podcast. <laughs> I believe that that's true. I think yeah, you're right. That's true. Actually, when this episode comes out, we will have passed our two year mark. So, uh, yeah, it's the worst overall franchise. I think the only one that even comes close, other than this, is maybe missing in action. action? Yeah. But at least that had continuity. <laughs> yeah, it like and it had the Chuck continuity. Norris. You guys, come yeah. On. 
So. Yeah, and there was at least one scene and everyone was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, things to talk about that were, like, interesting, you know, whereas yeah, yeah. this is just excruciating. Yeah, I, I really, I, I feel like that when we do an episode like this, we always want to try to dig something out. And, and we try to, to enjoy, find something that someone was trying to do creatively yeah. or or at least find something that interesting of, of how they took something we liked about the previous movies and, and, and they fucked it up or they, they made a bad choice and, you know, how that betrayed the narrative a, a, as a whole. But these movies, like, I almost feel bad about this episode because like, <laughs> we're so just clearly done with yeah, meatballs. Yeah. After well, we only four. About the, like, yeah. slapping the title on random movies, but at least the open water ones were, like, somewhat better i mean like those movies weren't great but they were okay to do like this thematic anthology thing where this is just like even more forced and even more like well you know and it's it's like right in the middle of the 80s where you know they're just like let's cash in on whatever and there's no sense of caring really about continuity they could they could have at least said the word meatballs in any of these three movies and they didn't even bother to try I i got a plan but it's going to take some real meatballs. Yeah, exactly. Something, yeah. yeah. Especially because I think the third one, for sure, they obviously knew it was meatballs. And then this one, like, apparently halfway through production, they decided it was yeah. meatballs. It wasn't all the way at the end, like the second one. So mm-hmm. they could have done something. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a lot to uh, for us to have watched. Well, I looked back at my rating of Meatballs 2, and I gave it also a 2. So uh, oh. I don't have to worry about feeling bad about swapping those... No. Four and two around. No. I don't even remember. They are the same. Theme. Well, that's uh, going to close out. It's been a great summer, guys. I hope that you uh, stay cool and that we will write each other postcards. Eat a peach. Eat a peach. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys. If you're, I mean, you know, usually we say like, I, I would say if you're going to watch Meatballs, only watch the first one. Oh, yeah. Don't go past there. Honestly, I would say don't watch any of them. Like, even the first one is just not watch, enough for me to recommend. Just watch Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> yes. yes, it's funny because I watched all of all of the series of Wet Hot yeah. American Summer before I ever saw any of these movies, and, <laughs> and maybe they, that ruined it. And they're should all re- better. Yeah. We should rewatch it now and be like, oh my god, that's yeah. just no, so, yeah. yeah. There's probably so many things. Well, like, and the first Wet Hot American Summer is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Like, the, yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, uh, you know what? You guys can, uh, if you want, stay tuned to hear what we're going to be. You know, this is the end of the franchise, so you want to hear what we're going to be doing next, uh, starting right away next week. But first, Eliz, where can people keep in touch with us? Yeah, send us your suggestions for future franchises and uh, your comments on any and all sequel subjects to sequelrights at gmail.com and reach out to us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you, wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah, and Tyler, I mean, you earlier on, just mere moments ago, you are mentioning yep. that, like, we had fun this summer. We did. And we need to cool off. That's right. One way you might want to cool off is taking a dip in the ocean or maybe in the whale, whale tank. tank. <laughs> oh, God. Don't bring all that into it already. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, uh, next week we're kicking off Free Willy. You are not alone. You are not alone. (laughs) And you'll get my whale tank joke if you've seen the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you know, have any slight grasp of popular culture. (laughs) No, but seriously, this is like an exciting episode for us because we have a special guest for you guys next week. We got... To interview Simon Windsor, the director of Free Willy. What? Can you believe it? No. Uh, I mean, I can believe it because we... we because, because it's happening. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> but we're in the Matrix, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, you might want to tune in, get some insights. With I cannot wait to talk to him. I am fascinated and uh, excited. It's going to be great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're excited about this one. <laughs> N- little nostalgia trip. We're staying in the '90s. We're sticking with Michael Jackson, um. and uh, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> we're uh, we're talking about whales. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next. Drop, week. Yeah, dropping next Whale Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Whale the Wednesday <laughs> for the next four, four weeks. weeks. <laughs> Tune in for Free Willy. We'll see you guys. Why are you waking up? Is the way